360, we've always been saying to do that when we take promotional exams and we read it in articles and in uh, training books, but it's just, uh, it's not realistic in a lot of urban areas where you uh, can't even get to the back of the house. Enchanted Sky Media. 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 Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service just like you from coast to coast. You know, if you go to enough conferences or read enough magazine articles, you'll start to feel shamed if you don't do a 360-degree recon on arrival at every structure fire. But the reality is, sometimes it's just not possible. Maybe houses are too close together, or maybe the structure is just too big to get around it quickly. What do you do then? Brian Butler has some ideas. He's a captain in the Trenton, New Jersey Fire Department where he's worked over 20 years. He's also a member of King of Prussia, Pennsylvania Fire Rescue in suburban Philadelphia. Brian's hazmat qualified and he's also a certified instructor. He runs a couple of fire training websites and we'll have info on that a bit later. And Brian Butler joins me now to talk about size-ups in the real world. Thanks for being on Code 3 today, Brian. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. All right, so I have heard a million times that you've got to do a 360-degree size-up when you arrive at a fire. But that's best case. What do you usually find? Well, it depends where you work. and. you know, who shows up on scene and what you have. The 360, we've always been saying to do that when we take promotional exams. And, uh, you know, when you read it in articles and in uh, training books, but it's just, uh, it's not realistic in a lot of urban areas where you uh, can't even get to the back of the house. So it's just made me feel like writing something about the 360. So some people, some firemen have feel pressured that they have to do it. Because it's it's in the books and it's in, you're encouraged to do it. You're supposed to do it. And if you wind up walking around a building, I always say, at least in a lot of places where I've worked, uh, you're going to lose your fire and someone else is going to take it. And it's better to have somebody else do it for you if they can. But there are certain uh, conditions that you can recognize where that report from the back is going to have to be urgent. It's going to have to be done right away. And... It, it's, like I said, it just depends what you have. You advocate a 270-degree size-up. What is that? Okay, in the city where I work, uh, it's, it's possible that you can get a three-sided look, and which would be if it was a semi-detached house. Uh, you're not going to get it in row houses. Most of the row houses are obviously connected, so you can only see the front of the building, and you might be able to see uh, another company could kind of give you a report from the rear. Obviously, there's no sides, so that eliminates a 360 there. If, even if it's a single family, if you could just get three sides 
you know, that's that, that should be good enough for the first company officer that's going to go in to fight the fire. Uh, if you're trying to walk around the building, I mean, I think somebody takes too long. You might have to hop a fence. You know, you're going to have to go through some obstructions to get to the back. So I always say if there's things that you can look for that maybe that back is there's some dangers back there we need to know about right away while we're advancing to go in and have somebody else get that. And that would be something like if you see a, a, a deep column coming from the back, if the backyard, you know, a lot of times you pull up and you see the backyard's glowing, you know, you have some fire in the rear, you want to get a, a report. Like the first company, the first new company officer, the engine officer that's doing fire attack, he's got enough to do as it is. Uh, to have him actually walk around an entire building, it's just, you know, in some areas, it's just not possible. So what should we do when there's a fire in, in a home in the middle of row houses? Yeah, you could, it depends, like I said, every city's different, every township's different. Sometimes uh, we have a chief's aide. Uh, we've had him go down and give us a report before. You could have the ladder company. They ladder the building, so they always go to the rear to ladder the rear. They can give you a report. You could have a RIC team go ahead and be a proactive RIC team walking around the building and give you a report. So there's, uh, there, you could have a, we've had an alley in the back where the chiefs drove the chiefs car down the back of the alley to get his report. So it just depends what you have. If you have a, a row house and you have a, uh, which is a common job in the city, is a front bedroom fire on the second floor of a row house. Uh, it's probably 60% of what we do. Uh, venting out the windows. Uh, the, 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 the recon to the back, um, and I don't want to say it's not that important. It's not really a priority. If you have a front bedroom fire, the back's usually not an issue. Uh, so that's something that would be different than if you have smoke showing from all, you know, all over the building, but there's no fire venting from the second floor. You're not sure exactly where the fire is. Could be in the third floor rear, the second floor rear, and you might want to. I'll be back with more right after this. Every day, you put your life on the line to protect our families, friends, communities, cities, and our nation. Federal Resources knows the dangers you encounter daily. Whether it's fire, hazmat, or the more recent opioid threats, we're here to support you, protect you, and help train you for your next mission. You're looking out for everyone else. Let us look out for you. Federalresources.com. What's the risk that we take by holding off on things to take time for a better recon? Or do you advocate starting firefighting in the front while someone's heading around the back? Yeah, I think it's better to, you know, uh, it, it, like I said, the, when I wrote this, this was for, you know, Urban Areas, First Do Company, which is, uh, you know, the fire attack, First Do Engine. You know, he's got enough uh, on his plate. He's got to size up the building. He's got to look for any kind of life hazards. He's got to find access to the fire. He's got to make sure his nozzle man knows how much hose to bring to reach to wherever the fire is. He's got to, you know, recognize uh, conditions to make the go or no-go decision. Uh, it's for him to actually get out of the truck, walk all the way around the building if he can possibly do it, and then come back. I mean, it just takes too much time. But a three-sided view is always effective. If you can look at the front of the building, it's effective. No. And there's so many people showing up in the city. You know, we usually have four engines, a couple, and a, and a ladder and a rescue showing up for a confirmed working fire, maybe even an additional ladder. You know, a lot of guys on the scene, somebody can get that report from the back while the hose team is masking up at the front door or, or stretching our line and give them a radio report from the rear. Now, a lot of captains like to have the engineer drive them past the front of the building around to the side to get a better look. 
Does that help, or is that still not enough, really? Uh, what, that's that's another thing. Is depends where you work, because in my city, we have really tight, narrow streets. A lot of them are one-way streets, and we have to find the direct, we give the ladder the front of the building most of the time, so we want to make sure the ladder is coming from the opposite direction. we got to stop short. If he's behind us, we can go past the building, about 30, 40 feet past the building. So we, we are, it depends how your driver is. I tell my driver, just go slow past the front of the building so I can get a look at it before he comes to a complete stop so I can give my size up. If the ladder's behind me, I have to go past the building. Like I said, if he's coming from the other direction, I have to stop short of the building. And while my nozzleman's pulling line, or sometimes I, can, I tell him to hold off so I can go get a look. I'll go out and I'll do what I call the 270. I'll try to get a three-sided look real quick, see what we have. So I can say, hey, this fire's in the attic. We're going to need at least four sections. Bring me the solid tip. So he knows what to pull off the truck. So is it, in fact, a little unrealistic for these seminars and speaking engagements to be insisting on a 360-degree recon? Well, it, it, I don't think it's controversial or anything. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying try to do it if you can, attempt to do it if you can. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's possible in some areas, maybe they do pull up and they actually do a walk around the building while the Dosselman's getting everything ready to go at the front door. And it's possible, but in, you know, in, in the area I, I work in, everything's connected or spaced together really tight with fences in the front yard. And there's, there's, too much, there's a lot of times where you have these cantilever bump outs on the side of the house that are practically touching the house next door. You have short little alleyways that are very narrow and tight. Where, which is always blocked with trash and recycling cans. This is hard to get to the back. You know, I'm curious. When you show up at a scene at the address on the front of the building and all you see is a glow from the back or smoke from the back, can you guys get to the back? What happens when you go around the block? What do you see? If I did see that, I would immediately say, I need a report from the rear while I was getting ready with my guys to advance. So, now, so you would still advance from the front? Yeah, and here's what we do in the city. We actually go to an exposure, and our ladder guys do this as well. We actually carry ladders through houses, people's houses, throughout the kitchen, and then back to the backyard over the fence, and that's how we ladder the buildings. <laughs> so if we have a row house, we could just send a guy through one of the neighbor's house, one of the exposure buildings, he'll go out back, and he'll get a report for us. <laughs> well, that's pretty unique. I like that. I guess most that... of the time they're very nice and they actually let us go through. If they're not home, uh, we we'll force the door if they're not home because it's an exposure problem anyway. If it's the exposure right next door, we gotta we're gonna check that anyway. So we don't mind forcing that door, especially if the ladder guys gotta get their ladders to the rear. They'll actually go through the living room, the dining room, the kitchen, and out to the back door with their ladders. Right. So what you're because saying? Because what they do is they a lot of those houses back up to other houses that are similar with that, no alley in between. So it's really hard to get down those those alleys. That was what I was going to ask next. So there's very little space back there to bring a truck or an engine around the back. Right, and in my suburban department, you know, by the time we get on scene, usually the chief's on scene first, and he's already done his 360. He's already walked around the building, so he already knows before we get there. Which is a little different than a city where we're paid, we're full-time, we're, we're there within a few minutes, and there's companies really close by. Out in the uh, suburban department I work in, you might have a seven- to eight-minute response time, and the chief's usually on scene first or an assistant chief, and they have the report already done for you. All right, sounds good, Captain Brian Butler. Thanks for talking with us today. 
You're welcome. And we put some more information about size ups and links to Brian's training websites on our website at code3podcast.com slash 270. Check it out. Are you ready for your trivia question? What is the angle of inclination that a ladder should be placed before climbing it? I'll have the answer right after this. Ever notice that Scott always tells you that you can get a guest's book at our website, code3podcast.com? That's because we have links to order their books from Amazon on the episode's show notes pages. It makes it easy for you to get the books, and it helps support Code 3. When you buy Amazon through our website, we get a small cut too. And it doesn't cost you any more to order through us. Plus, there are other firefighter-related products there too. Take a look at Code3Podcast.com. And the answer to the trivia question is, a ladder should be sitting at a 75-degree angle when firefighters start climbing it. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll be here too. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.